Hi there, my name is Eddie Gazzani and this is Talking Music, a show where I get to jam and chat with incredible musicians about music and life in music. Don't forget to push the follow button so we can trick the algorithm into loving the show. And if you really want to support the project, please go to patreon.com slash talkingmusic. Enjoy the show! Composer, piano player, incredible arranger, Bernard Houston. Hey, Bernard. Hey, good day, Eddie. How's good it going? Hey, good. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. fun to be here. Beautiful. Beautiful tune. It's so nice. Yeah. Do you want to hear something about it? Yes, please. Yeah. So, um, I love it. Tell me. Because I thought we're having a chat, chatting about music yeah. and where people come from in music yeah, and yeah. why they do music. So, obviously, I play flute. Yes. And, um, and then when you play flute, there's only so many styles of music that actually have a lot of flute in them. Mm-hmm. And one of them, happily enough, is actually Irish music, which right. is where this tune is from. Yeah. And my own background, my own cultural background is like 90% of Australia, yeah, yeah. white Australia like yeah. me, <laughs> not, not Australians like you, but like me, yeah. is Irish Scots in the main. Yeah. And this particular tune is called Lark in the Morning, and I love it because it sounds exactly like that. You can imagine the bird ascending mm. and calling in the morning. Absolutely. It just describes it so beautifully. Yes. And, um, and so I thought I brought it along because, to be honest, oh, I gorgeous. didn't think you would have played a tune like this. No, thanks. Yeah. I thought it'd give you something different to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I was going through all my beautiful. stuff this morning. I thought, oh, Eddie plays heaps of um, <laughs> swing. I won't bring any swing. Oh, well, <laughs> I won't thank bring you. four hawkers. He's better at that than That's me. Gorgeous. So I'll bring this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Really, really nice. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about a little bit about about you and your musical journey. Guess, sure, you know? sure. So what, what was your first instrument? Did you start with the piano or was it a flute? Uh, was your first well, instrument? my first instrument was probably a recorder. Oh, really? Yeah, like, um, <laughs> At school? At school, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. um, I always had like a melodica, oh, like yeah. a piano. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, little thing at home. Yeah. But, um, but I got really into it. So I ended up like we did it at school and we had these horrible chipped wooden recorders that have been 
soaked in some kind of formalite or some really smelly oh, really? Oh, my God. But I had my own at home, so I taught myself how to play recorder. Nice. And I got, you know, fairly good at it. Awesome. But my first real band instrument was bass guitar. Right, and okay. At the end of high school, because mm. I didn't really do music at school when I was young. Right. I started music when I was late. Right, was okay. So my first real instrument was bass guitar, and it was a typical rock and roll journey. <laughs> um, my friends were putting a band together, and nobody could play bass, and nobody wanted <laughs> to play bass. And they said, well, would you play bass? And I thought, well. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Could do worse things with my time. Yeah, yeah so awesome. I learned how to play bass guitar. Wow, yeah. that's so cool! I didn't know that you're a rocker. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the idea. the flute thing came along later. Yeah, because really um, I'd sort of picked up my flute. My sister actually was learning flute because right. there was one in the house. Yeah, I picked it up and just worked out how to get a noise out of yeah. it. And um, some mates of mine were going to a, a jam session. And this so originally I was a math science guy. Like I wasn't really a musician to me yeah, when I was young. Yeah. I was really into maths, really into science. And I have a science degree. Oh, awesome. that was oh, my, yeah, cool. my first degree was science. Yeah. Anyway, when I got to the end of that and I was wondering what to do, my friends were going to a jam session. And they said, oh, well, come along. And I said, well, what can I bring? I, I can bring a recorder or I can bring a flute. <laughs> yeah. And they said, bring a flute. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, because I was the only person who turned up with a flute, um, I was the only person that the band invited back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. and I was really shit. Yeah. Like, like, I was completely <laughs> crap. <laughs> I was not good at all. It's just uh-huh. that I didn't bring a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> It was my only redeeming feature. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that week I just went home and I practiced scales, 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 scales. Awesome. Went back the next week and yep. did another jam with the blues band. Nice. And I played with them. Wow, that's so awesome. I played in a blues band. Really? The yeah, flute? Yeah, the so flute fantastic. for about a year. And then, <laughs> then I started learning actually learning the flute because yeah. i thought well i'm playing this thing and and actually i started to get paid to be played yeah, and i thought well sure. might be maybe i should actually learn, learn the the, the instrument properly so, oh, so you might like older so i was there after uni years no, yeah, oh, wow, wow, yeah, no, yeah well done that's yeah so um oh, that's when my flute playing thing started yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so, that's so cool so i bought amy b books that amy b is like a music exam thing yeah sure and um so i just bought each each year i just buy the next grade yeah and i oh, went my way through, through, it. through <laughs> and went and saw some people who could play flute yeah got, you got some tips from them got you know lessons here or there yeah. and just you know just did it and i got up to grade eight wow so so that's how i learned flute yeah, yeah. so good oh, yeah. you play it so well it's amazing and you have this you know this kind of ability to improvise as well you know like which yeah. is not very associated, I guess, with the instrument, right? It's more like a classical. Yes. You know, and typically uh, when people learn flute, they learn by playing classical first. But mm. I learned when I was playing in a blues band, yeah. which is yeah, all improvised. Yeah, it's improvisation. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's okay. and then I moved more into pop and yeah. folk and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. so, um, so I was always improvising. Yeah, and so I cool. love improvising. Yeah. It's fun. It's so much fun, right? Yeah, yeah it's great totally. fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well done. Yeah. But like we know you as well as a, as a composer, right? Bernard is the you know his own, yeah, it's the my community's composer. You know, it's my like, yeah. main passion is yeah, actually writing music exactly. and strings and like movies, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. scores, and all sorts of stuff. That you do. Anyone who wants music, <laughs> I rarely say no. <laughs> yeah, no. In terms of um, commission stuff, I've done a couple of really cool things re- in recent years. Um, um, there's a beautiful um, string quartet called Luminescence, yeah. and they actually asked me to write a piece of music for them last year. Awesome. And um, and actually, I drew upon actually some of this Irish stuff because oh, really? the the theme they gave me was it had to all be about um, Midsummer Night's Dream, 
And so, and they said, it's oh, got to be like fairies and like, you know, yeah. very rich and beautiful. And I thought, oh, wow, nice. you know, this, this sort of Irish sort of style would go well. Yeah. So I ended up writing this big piece of music that was centered around these Irish sort of rhythms. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really good that? fun to write. Ah, yeah. Cool. And then the project before that, I was actually working with an Iranian playwright. Wow. <laughs> and um, awesome. talk about like chalk and cheese. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this Iranian playwright did this amazing, amazing work about being a refugee in Australia yeah. called the Tower of Babel. And um, and it was actually funded through the um, Australia Council. Wow, so I was actually hired in to write that music. And I got to write work with some of the top Persian musicians in the country. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fantastic. In here and in Melbourne. Yeah, wow. And um, so I got them into the studio and we, I got them to play bits of stuff. Yeah. Because the commission was that it had to, it had to draw upon Persian folk music but it had to be a crossover with the West, and they particularly wanted electronica. Oh, okay, so yeah, cool. So it was like, okay, let's go with this. Yeah, and so yeah, I got all these Persian players in. They played all this stuff, and then I just went to town. Yeah, on cool, awesome. And, and did you approach her like as we would when we arrange your composing for, I guess, Western instruments? Like, did you score no. all the pieces? No, no, no okay. scoring. How, okay, how so did you? How I did, did it more like a DJ. Oh, okay, sure. So for that one, I used a program called Ableton. Yeah. It's on live. Yeah. 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 So with that one, you can actually jam loops like a DJ. Yeah, sure. Cool. So, yeah, basically I jammed it yeah. as a DJ would. Oh, and that's awesome. how I create. So I find if you want to write something in a particular way, you've got to really go there. Yeah. And because the commission was electronica, I thought, yeah, well, sure. I've really Let's got to think the, like yeah, a, the medium that most yeah, people, so, most electronic writers So there was no score at all. It wow. was um, all created out of samples and loops and then resampling and yeah, creating sure. my own samples and awesome. synthesized instruments. And right. yeah, just okay, going. Cool. And what, like, uh, what about the Iranian uh, instruments? Well, they were played uh, in. Yeah, yeah, But cool. they're, they're like um, experts. They're like, they, that's what they grew up uh, doing. Of course, so they yeah. just came in. So I had, What kind of instruments were they? What, what uh, do they even tar, look like? I don't know. Are there many percussions? Tar, sitar, they're like, um, like a lute. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, um, sure. They're like, got, they're fretless. Oh, well, yeah. Quite skinny necks. Yeah, yeah, sure. Some got resonating strings. Wow. Um, and there was a string that's called a shakaman, which is like a violin. Um, you play on your knee. Yeah. And it turns, and it's actually going to go like sympathetic strings in the neck. Okay, cool. And then various kinds of um, drums and percussion. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, but it I mean. Been fun. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun because I had to write half an hour music, and I only had, when the, the Persian guys came and played the thing, I had about three minutes worth of actual music. Okay, that yeah. That had to spin out to a half-hour soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, it, was so, good, good. it was so much fun. Uh, so basically you're saying, like, you recorded them for each one for three minutes and then you use you know, like, yeah, you know, a, a bits collage, and, a bits and pieces. Right. Chop it up. Through, yeah, but also got, electronic backing, yeah. I guess, that you created. But then also what I do is I just got them to play Persian scales yeah, yeah, yeah. on their instrument. Ah, awesome. Yeah, and then yeah. I could sample that. Yeah, yeah, And then I could play them myself. <laughs> so, um, Fantastic. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, so, um, awesome. yeah, so brought it together and um, yeah. did it that way. So that's like... One end of things, but yeah. other other things. Obviously, you know, you get them and you actually write out music yeah, and you sure, score yeah, it. But particularly if you're working with um, strings. And yeah, stuff, people yeah. have learned from a Western yeah, classical yeah. tradition. They mm. they feel very comfortable and they're yeah. machines. They just yeah. put it in front of them. And they just like, know. <laughs> <laughs> they just play. It's like so good. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's heaps of fun actually. Well, it's, uh, well done. It's so cool. I always yeah, always uh, admire your you know your commitment to composition, which I, I love composing stuff. But you always been like someone that I was like yeah. Yeah, you know, Bernard really takes it serious. And you compose like on a bus and stuff, right? You don't need your instrument that No, no, like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just there, yeah, you know? no, just type it. I mean, Sibelius, I mean, to be honest, it's got so much easier. I remember yeah. when I was like younger, yeah. 
I just had like, you know, pad, you know, um, manuscript pads. Yeah, sure, sure. I just yeah. sit there and yeah, like, I, I have yeah, a, reco- I have yeah, a recorder yeah. just to test lines and just yeah. write them out. <laughs> and, um, but with, so, yeah, now with computers, you have Sibelius and so you can just type it in. I know, so much easier. And you can hear it you back. You can hear it back too. Yeah, yeah which is really cool. Great, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, like, because often when you're writing, and you, you would know this too, yeah. Eddie, like when you're really composing, the trick is actually to shut everybody else out. And what you need to do is create time in your space where nobody can disturb you yeah, yeah absolutely. and for a while i used to work for redland city council and and one of my things is i don't drive yeah. <laughs> so i'd catch the train to work yeah and so i'd get on the train at brandon and get off at cleveland yeah and i had 45 minutes where nobody was going to disturb me awesome um yeah in each direction so yeah. that's an hour and a half a day wow that's fantastic. so what i do is i get on the train i'd open my laptop and i just start typing yeah i just write music yeah yeah and um Fantastic. For the whole what trip. a great, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah. you know, like an arrangement that you created for yeah, yourself yeah. to, you know, to, to do it. To do it. And know? it's like shut everything else out. That's Nobody's so going to disturb you. Yeah. That's your time to do your thing. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about that. It's about repetition. You know, a lot of people say, oh, but you're so creative. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have this amazing talent. No, it's not about talent. It's just about showing up for me, right? You know, which I think you agree. And just you found work. That, yeah. Exactly. And you found a great system, you know what I mean? To put it in your, you know, in, a, in your very busy lifestyle, you know, yeah. a time for composition. That's really it's smart. Targets so. help too, like, um, because I'll end up going back to uni and studying music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I remember. Right? You did the I finished, masters yeah, and, yeah, and composition and stuff. Yeah, I finished that. I actually graduated this year yeah, wow. in May. Well and um, so I went back to uni and studied music. And last year I was doing my honours in um, in composing. And I had for that I wrote a symphony. And what I did for the symphony, I blended um, electronic and classical composition styles yeah, together. Wow. And um, and I had a mar- a marimba and all these cool instruments, you know. Awesome. Um, but I had targets. So every day I had to write a minute of music. Right. So oh, wow, awesome. like every day I write <laughs> one minute of music. And one minute of music is actually yeah. a fair amount of music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and so, some yeah. days that one minute of music would be absolute rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> like it would be one minute of music that you never want no. to listen to. Again, in fact, most days are <laughs> absolute rubbish. But, but you know. You Within know, those maybe seven days, and actually you'll find some stuff. But over there, 12 yeah. months, you've got yeah. enough to pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of composers. Yeah. Do you know Emeto Pascual, you know, a famous mm. Brazilian guy? Uh, he does that. He did that for a year. And there's this other guy, a guitarist from Melbourne, Doug DeVries. He also did that. He committed, okay, I'm going to write a song. A song every day for, you know, for, for a whole year. And yeah, both of them are like, yeah, I'm going to wake up, have a coffee, sit there. Until and so maybe the song is not gonna be the best, but yeah, it's incredible. You know? I did that yeah. for a year, writing a, a great song. Exercise. Did a song a week for a year. Did you? Okay. Awesome. Meeting, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you I did it as well. Yeah, oh, 50, awesome. fifty-two of them. So my my thing was I had to write and record yeah. and re- put a song online every week. Wow. Okay. And, yeah. Um, That's fantastic. Let me tell you, after three months, you really start to scramble for things to write about. <laughs> but every day, I mean, that's full on. I yeah. Did you do that for a year? They did it for a year. Yeah. yeah. A There's songs. a book of uh, <laughs> like 365 songs. Yeah, like, that's a lot. Songs called first, you know, first of March, the second of September. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you run out of ideas or even how to call them, I guess. You know? Yeah, so. yeah. Like, yeah, because I mean, that's what I found was hard. Like coming up with musical ideas, mm. you can do all the time. Yeah. But actually coming up with lyrics and an integrated song that works yeah that's absolutely. actually a fair bit it of is absolutely yeah. absolutely sometimes yeah. for me i find it, you know like especially you know I, I i love writing and you know lyrics and stuff so sometimes a song with you know lyrics and and chords and a melody all come in one day you know other songs will take a year you know what I mean? mm. <laughs> like, it's crazy right mm. so it's fascinating 
Uh, anyway, we got this tradition here that we started, me and, uh, <laughs> and Braj, that we ask every guest one something like a, a concert that you did, a performance that you did that was really kind of memorable, that was incredible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? Is this in a good way yeah. or a bad way? <laughs> no, in, a, so in both, both sense. So one that was really amazing, and one that you're like, holy moly, that what happened there? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily need to be like the, the music right. was terrible, or, you know, it could be something crazy that happened, you know, something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, like, because um, we were talking about Luminescence, right? Mm. Liz Young is in there, right? The That's right. player. She, we had her over, and she was like, uh, she was uh, performing on stilts, like on two meter stilts in Korea or something, and then the floor was uh, was wet because it was very humid, and she slipped, fell on top of a DJ, you know, but managed to catch it. You know, it was kind of disastrous, <laughs> but kind of fun, you know, like. So, yeah. yeah what what cool. can you think of? <laughs> well, I've got a bit of a yarn. Okay. I mean, it's actually more than one point, but there's actually a really cool thread to this. Thing. Okay, go for it. And um, I've, I should have brought it, but I have one of my instruments I play is Tin Whistle because I used to yeah. play a lot of Irish bands. And um, and because, you know, when you're playing things like a flute or a Tin Whistle, you're not playing all the time. You have to stop because otherwise yeah. people get yeah. really annoyed with it. <laughs> especially with the Tin Whistle. Especially with the Tin Whistle. Especially with the Tin Whistle. So what I did is I taught myself tricks. Yeah. So what I one of the tricks I taught, I could spin it all around my fingers. Oh, wow. Like that real fast, you know. Yeah, so awesome. it looked really good. You know, there's a stage thing. So anyway, yeah. anyway, one of the early... Get one of the bands I was in, we actually got the support for Bob Geldof, the national tour. Wow. So I supported yeah. Bob Geldof. Yeah. And we're on the stage and we're playing away and I was doing my thing. <laughs> and anyway, this team was just launched off. Oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was just gone. <laughs> I was like, we're singing. I'm glad I brought a spare. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so, anyway, so I had my spare out. Anyway, we're playing away and towards the end of the, the set, you know, this guy fought his way all, to, all the way to the front of the crowd. And uh, he actually had my team as his way. So I'm trying to give it back to me. I'm a security guard. So. Uh, anyway, I could not lose this tin whistle. Oh, you <laughs> <I> tried. <laughs> Seriously. I was playing in this bar and we got lost behind the bar. Four months later, it turned up. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah is yeah, that I a magical tin whistle? It's a magical tin whistle. It's got a nice sound, actually. <laughs> you know, after a while, they get so beaten up, they've actually kind of got a nice tone to it. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of magical gigs, mm. um, I don't know, the ones that I've actually probably the most magical one that I did was like was really it was really cool actually. But it was a cabaret show. And um I, I got really obsessed with French for all. Uh, just nice. before I met you, actually. Yeah, okay. And um and I was working with this amazing um theater director called Freddie Comp. And over three years, we actually wrote this whole cabaret show about around the Jacques Beauvoir. Yeah, poet, yeah poet, right, right. Palms, the writer of uh, Autumn Leaves, no? Yeah, they yeah. Wrote the lyrics in French, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we got really obsessed with him and wrote all this, this huge cabaret and we put it on as part of the cabaret festival. And um, and yeah. that was pretty magical because yeah, well. we just went to town. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had this amazing venue in the Jews' Right Sound. Yeah. And we set up the stage. We had these mics on huge, like like in a boxing ring, like yeah. big bungee cords. Oh, Put all the audience in a ring around the action. Then the musicians could move around. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just a phenomenal gig. And we had songs in French, written songs in French wow. and English and Beautiful. music. And um, and obviously we 
we included the poetry in like a in a cabaret sort of sense. And awesome. That was probably the most magical gig because wow. it was it took three years to actually put it together. Yeah. Like it was a lot of work. <laughs> and then when we did it, it just looked phenomenal. Awesome. And you know, it went really well and people loved it. Everyone who saw it just thought it was just oh, incredible. That's awesome. yeah, we even got um the we because we were right because I don't speak French as a native. Um, although after three years I could I could actually understand it quite well. <laughs> and my partner Freddie, he could speak French, but he was German background. Yeah. So we ended up sending the songs to Paris, to okay. one of the universities in Paris to review them. So awesome. we actually got all the stuff oh, really? reviewed in France. Wow. Um, yeah, we did the whole trip. It was just Great. yeah, really amazing oh, experience. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. And any new projects? What are you working on at the moment? Well, this year I have become a producer. Oh, hello. So, um, so this year what I did is mm. we scored, started something called Switchable Project. Yes. And what that was about was creating opportunity for other people. So we, at the beginning of this year, we got about 40 creatives together and they had over two workshops and they designed four events um, through the course of the year, which we then delivered. So we yeah. had two exhibiting artists and up to three or four performing artists yeah. in every single one of these events. Yeah, absolutely. And they all had their own theme and they all did really, really well. We yeah. just had our last one just the other weekend. It was massive. There were so many people there. Right. It was just huge. Like, yeah. Over the course of the year, it's really built up an impetus. impetus. Yeah. And, yeah, some of the people turning up are, you know, are, are really very prominent wow, uh, in the in the in Brisbane art scene. And yeah. so we're getting some great people involved. And um, so, yeah, that's that's what I've done over the last year is yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, I've been to one of the shows. I've been to two. I think, you know, the one with Danny, you haven't yeah, seen yeah. his art, and the one with Misha's photo as well, mm. Misha Mujakoti's photography. Yeah. And it was amazing. I, I had so much fun. Yeah, it was really well to put together, you know. There's, like, poetry. There was... Uh, painting there was you know visual arts there was music that was, yeah. it was really fun yeah it was everything and, yeah, that, and so it was great well we done. did four really of them and um the last time we had a band called the chimilitas along yeah. and they were really good yeah and an electronic artist called um um uh, i'm gonna remember his electronic artist yeah. <laughs> anarcho sophist <laughs> nice. and um and this the improvised theater thing and i must admit when people say improvised theater to me i sort of go oh, really? <laughs> but he was really really good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it was like, this guy's amazing <laughs> oh, fantastic. <That's> great. <laughs> so uh, that was a pleasant that was a really pleasant, <laughs> pleasant surprise <laughs> I know, I know the feeling, I know the feeling. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. So, uh, uh, well done, that's so awesome. So if there's any young artists, like if they want to apply yeah. for the... Yeah, yeah. like we, we're, um, our approach is very collaborative, so we yeah. work with people who want to be involved. Yeah. So next year we're looking at the same sort of format that you came on to with yeah. the two exhibiting artists and yeah. the performances, but we're also looking at a fashion and music, two fashion and music events as well. Okay, awesome. And we've teamed up with some of... Brisbane's leading fashion designers Fantastic. around that. Awesome. Well so, done. Um, yeah, so that we'll be doing that as well. So we're going to be looking for music musicians who yeah, want to be involved. Beautiful. Yeah, So like for the guys listening at home, what's like, do you have like a website? Yeah, if you go or, to yeah. switchboardarts.com.au. Okay, yeah. Um, just go there and you can just contact us through, us through us. We're very friendly. We don't have an application process. We just, okay, awesome. the trick is you want to, if you want to do something, you have yeah. to come along and yeah. you have to participate in it. Show your interest and, yeah. uh, and your work. Work, I guess, yeah. That's right, but so we're not about filling in forms, but we are about people who actually do stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so if you want to do stuff, definitely say hello to us because yeah, <laughs> we are like people who do stuff. Yeah, well done, Bernard. Oh, that's beautiful. And thanks so much for being here, my friend. My uh, pleasure. What an honor. Should we play one more tune? Why not? Awesome. Would you like to introduce this one? Okay, absolutely. So I think I played this song many, many years ago with Bernard. 
And he's a choro, you know, music from Brazil that kind of predates samba and bossa nova and all the, you know, kind of poppy electronic stuff we're listening today. So this is called Moleki Mora, which is a beautiful little choro, which uh, written by D. Pechi. Pechi, yeah. Pechi, yeah. What, what does Muleki Mora mean? Muleki. Muleki is like a, a naughty boy, you know. Ah. Muleki. Mora, I don't know. Could be maybe, for me, like a surname, maybe. You know, ah. like Nori Mora, you know. Nori Mora. <laughs> I think we'll, so. We'll have to channel that. Yes, absolutely. Let's see. Thank that. you. Let's be, you know. I'm glad. Cheeky in a plane. It has a cheeky vibe, so. Uh, it does have a cheeky vibe, <laughs> you know. That's something That's to true. pick up on. Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> Ready? Yep, thank you. <laughs> 